Hello, this is Chad Walls, and you are listening to the Building Walls Podcast. All right, Mr. Dayton, here we are, episode 17 of the Building Walls Podcast. When you started can you hear me? Yeah. All right, you just had a Dude, moment of... We, we... All right, let's go. Here we are, episode 17 of the Building Walls Podcast with my friend, Christopher Dayton. Building Walls. There it is. My man. I love it. All right, let's see how this goes. That's now my we're favorite having, part of the show. It's experiencing some internet issues, kids yelling in the background, all the fun stuff, doing things from home now, nowadays, right? Hey, you, you know, the kids are the most important. I just saw Cardi B and Joe Biden talking <clears> about how you can't change your schedule because the kids are the most important, right? And if a former stripper says so, then you know it's true. <laughs> Cardi B. Uh, Sing me a song. We, should we talk about Cardi B and the song WAP? Only if every parent so. knew what that means. Only if every parent knew what that means. I'll leave it at that. You should well, probably gosh, look it Well, gosh, you know, I just don't know what that means. Gosh, I guess I'm just too dang white. <laughs> All right, so we got the weekly rant. You're up, man. I guess You're I'll up. take it from here. So, Chris, you know, we learn all these things, and we go back and forth. You know, we got to look at the science here or think about psychology here. You know, people are – men are born to be female or, or vice versa or – a pansexual, whatever that is. Uh, I have no idea. Um, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff out there. And when you learn psychology going through school, we often learn that people project their own feelings, thoughts, and the things that are occurring inside of them onto others, right? So let me tell you a story really quick, or just a, a, a short, uh, anecdote to this or analogy that's the word i'm looking for so whenever you hear someone a spouse a boyfriend girlfriend whatever it is you always hear one accusing the other of cheating and then it always comes back around that the other one actually wasn't cheating it was the one accusing the other one of it right because they were cheating so they were projecting those feelings onto someone else we hear it we see it all the time so now let's think about that in the form of Black Lives Matters and racist people. When you look at the history, you know the Democrats have been racist, the racist party for a long time now. And I see people post on Facebook, social media, all over the place, white people that I know that are liberal Democrats and say, you know, I'll be the first to admit, you know, take a stand that I'm racist and I support Black Lives Matter. Yeah, because that's what psychology tells us. You are the racist. And these people are, are out there protesting and they say racism occurs and it happens every day because they're either experiencing it themselves, they're experiencing it by doing it to others, or they've seen it happen, right? And then you have us on the other side saying, there's not this wide, widespread racism. Why? Because we're not racist. We don't do racist things. We don't want to enact racist laws or anything like that. We don't want to hinder our fellow man or woman because we're not the racist ones. So we're not projecting our own feelings and our own 
racism upon other people because we don't see it. We don't see through that filter and through that lens. It's the racist people who say, I know racism exists because I'm racist. <laughs> it is crazy. Boom. That is psychology like 101. That. Oh, Take a deep so breath, good, man. So good. I'm telling you, dude. Like, I hope everybody just goes back and rewinds that and listens to it and says, "What did he just say?" Because I'll tell you what he said: the truth. You know how I know that? My cheating ex-wife. That's how I know it. I went through it. That's a great example. It's a great example. Been there, been there, done that. Accusing me left and right of all this stuff, all the shenanigans, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And then turns out, hot dang. That's always the story yeah. on Jerry Springer, right? That's how it goes, man. I should have been on one of those shows. <laughs> the other. I've never the, seen this woman in my life. <laughs> the cheating significant other. Yeah, comes walking through. I've never seen her in my life. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so. <clears throat> let's just get through a few things really quick. I think there's some interesting things with Goodyear. Um, and then kind of going back to something you discussed last week a little bit, but didn't go quite as in-depth, I really want to take this for a ride, because you were explaining it to me, the whole monopoly thing and socialism versus capitalism the other day, and you were just rolling on it, and every point was so good. So there's a few things <laughs> I want to hit on. I always love it when you, you reaffirm. Uh, my ego gets a boost every single week it we should. do this, because if you go back and listen to these episodes, at least once in every episode, you're like, Chris, you're so on. That's so right. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I really need to, we should do this every day. <laughs> so here's, here's one thing I want to get your take on. I saw a commercial the other day and the ad was about getting girls more involved in youth sports saying that, uh, you know, girls fall off at the whatever age, but the stat at the end was, and what they said was is 69% of girls give up on youth sports what are we doing wrong? Oh yeah, I've heard that commercial. My first thought was, why does there have to be anything wrong with that? Like, so they provided zero stats outside of 69% of girls give up on youth sports. Zero context, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's zero stats, there's zero facts, there's zero con context, and then said, what are we doing wrong? I don't, some why does there have to be, be anything wrong? And some of them want to be scientists and some of them want to do other things or be musicians or. Right. How many boys give know, up on youth like sports? Us. Probably, probably a lot. You're probably you over know. 50%. But we don't know, yeah, right? Because. Know. Yeah. Where's that number? That's not their, what their agenda that's was. That's the number. So again, you know, be careful. Right. And I had this uh, talk about someone the other day or not the other day, but like a year ago or so, is no offense to women out there, but would you rather watch the NBA or the WNBA? I have no comment on that at this time. I would 100% rather watch the NBA. Why? I'm because not either. They can... It's clowns. <laughs> right, but men can jump higher. They're faster. They're stronger. So the game is more enjoyable because they can do more stuff and it's more interactive, right? That's why most men play football and women don't. It's not because women can't or there's not 
one woman out there who wouldn't be good. I mean, we hear stories about female kickers, by the way, all the time, or I think there was a long snapper, but historically and by the facts, men are bigger, faster, and stronger. That doesn't mean that women can't be good at other things. Why are we trying to pigeonhole everyone? Well, that's because everybody thinks that uh, we're supposed to be equal. Which we are equal as a whole, as all of our lives Uh, matter. Equal opportunity. In different ways, right? Yeah. I mean, mean, that leads right into this. Uh, And I know, like last week, I touched on a monopoly analogy, and I kind of expounded on it. Uh, in my head, and I thought I'd share it with you and just see what you think here today, right? So everybody's playing Monopoly. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a few questions through this too, because I was thinking yeah. about what you were saying the other day. And I mean, like, yeah, let's go, let's go through it. We'll just create the scenario. If you're playing along at home, maybe you know, go swing by McDonald's, pick up your McDonald's uh, Monopoly board, and that way you can see, you know, that you're never going to get Park Place. So don't worry. By the way, before you get into it, have you ever seen the uh, HBO documentary, McMillions? I watched the first episode. I totally want to watch the rest. I oh, think it looks crazy. awesome. It's awesome. It's really good. It kind of pisses me off, though, because I spent a lot of money trying to get that. Right, as you're a kid, you just, you just wanted to win, right? Just wanted a free. And they were cheating the whole time. The whole time. Of course, you knew that was such a scam. Anyway. <laughs> But Monopoly, you know, Monopoly has been ruining relationships and friendships and uh, families, you know, since like 1936. <laughs> Literally. Parker Brothers. And it's because people get in arguments. They get mad. They, and it is literally a microcosm of what is going on in our world right now. Um, because what happens is people hate the fairness of it. And, and, you know, Monopoly, we've created alternate rules. You know, there's the real way to play the game you know, the way the game was intended to be played. And then there's free parking with a whole bunch of money. <laughs> you know, like you won the lottery. That's actually not in the game. Did you know that? I didn't. That's interesting. Here's, what, here's, here's a big one that most people don't know, is that when you roll the dice, if you land on a property, you have first rights to purchase that property at the list price for that property. So if you land on Boardwalk and nobody owns it, you could buy it for 400 bucks. Hmm. But if you cho- choose, the player gets to choose. I'm either buying it for 400 or, or they can say, you know what? I don't want to buy it. And it goes to an auction. See, a lot of people play like, oh, you got to land on that property in order for you to have the opportunity to buy it. And that is not true. That is not true at all. You can actually land on that property and say, I don't want to buy it at the list price and then it goes to auction to all the players i dog right now you can see how this could be construed like if you chad if you and i are playing against each other i'm just going to tell you brother if you don't have any money and i can see that you have a hundred bucks right and i land on boardwalk (laughs) i'm going to not pay 400 i'm going to put it to auction i'm going to go I bid $101, the end. And I just got Boardwalk for a $298, you know, $99 discount. Right. Right? That's how the game's played. Because it's understanding who your opponents are, what they have, what they can do, what they can't do. I'm going to hide all my cash from you next time when we play. Right. Yeah. You should. You shouldn't let people see, you know, all your stuff. Anyway, 
here's an example. I thought, you know, comparing and contrasting, we talk a lot about, you know, Republicans, Democrats, we've talked about socialism, we've talked about communism, we've talked about capitalism, we've got all these different, you know, pillars that we've built on. And I just want to break it down and, and, and explain from my, this is solely of my opinion. This is not the opinion of our sponsors, Royal Caribbean uh, or Delta Airlines. <laughs> okay, we want them to be sponsors, but they're not sponsors. And it's also not the opinion of the Hodge twins, who we desperately want to be on our show. Good. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that would be so awesome. Oh my God, I would go nuts, but that would be neither here nor there. So anyway, all right, <laughs> let me set the stage for you, brother. You and I, we're playing the game. We're going around the board. I'll even let you be the good guy in this one. Do you want to be the person who – are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? Who are you going to be in this one? I just want to be Chad, but I'll be the Democrat. You'll be the Democrat. That's okay. Fine. So I'm going around the board, and let's say that I, I love, you know, the Reds or even the, the, the Oranges, you know. The, those are good ones too. You got St. James, Tennessee – uh you've got uh, new york avenue i love that one and let's say i pick those up right i've got all the oranges i have a monopoly i landed on all of them individually i purchased them i paid the money i paid the money using money that i earned from going around the board collecting my income and now i start building houses on it because i am going to exponentially make the value better mm -hmm. that's what monopoly is about it's like i have a monopoly on this i'm going to be able to make it better and charge more for when other players land on my properties well let's say you've got vetner and atlantic but you need marvin gardens mm. you're still sitting on that marvin, marvin gardens. gardens my favorite <sighs> right past waterworks or whatever uh yeah buddy that's so good I believe it's the electric company, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, either way, it's it's Marvin Gardens is like that. Hey, I'm going to stop here. I'm not going to jail. <laughs> it's a perfect spot. So anyway, you need that property. And you go buy it and you just missed it. Oh, man, you just missed it. You, know, you should go around the board and collect your 200 bucks. And I come around. Oh, I go right past Marvin Gardens too. And I collect my 200 bucks and then I build another house on Illinois because I got 200 bucks. Well, I'm going to put some money into my properties, right? Sure. You come around and you're about to, you're lined up perfectly to land on Marvin Gardens. But you know what happens? You miss it. Ah, oh, so you got to go around again, right? Well, then I come around and wouldn't you know it, I land on Marvin Gardens. And I get first rights to purchase the property. Now, I know you need it. I don't need it. There's absolutely zero reason. I don't have the other two. I can't get the other two. But I buy it anyway. I purchase the property. And you go, why'd you do that? It's not fair. It's not fair to me. I needed that property. You don't need that. I say, well, that's just how capitalism goes. I don't want to have to pay more, and I want to keep investing in my red properties or my orange properties, uh, and you know whichever set that I own. And you go, that's not fair. We need to vote. We need to. We need to have a government. We need to have a third party who tells us 
what's fair. We need to go to the rules and we're going to go to the rules. And as a, as a Democrat, you say, we're going to pass a law that fairness, we have to have fairness and equality for people. And so because Chris doesn't need that Marvin Gardens, we are going to take that Marvin Gardens from him. And we are going to award that to Chad because Chad can use that and can improve that property. Thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. Right? That's going to be passed down and you're going to now, you've been awarded. Now, me as a, as a capitalist, I'm pissed. I'm mad. I'm like, well, what just happened? I, I landed on this. I had the opportunity. I should be able to keep this. But it was taken from me by the government and then awarded, redistributed, if you will, back to you, to somebody who didn't land on it. And right. So I want to pause you there for just a second. I think as you're explaining this, one thing that sticks out to me is the difference between, like you talked about last week, equality of opportunity versus equality of outcome. Correct. Exactly. Republicans were, were equality of opportunity. And you had the opportunity in this scenario to land on the property, but you didn't because it, the dice didn't fall that way. And in my scenario, I did land on it. I had the opportunity to create and I have already earned my monopoly. I've already built it out. And I did what, what any good capitalist would do is make sure that I don't get put out of business. My competitor, make sure that you can have limited with your uh, opportunities for uh, crushing me, <laughs> so to speak. So I say that, and it would give the scenario, and, and a lot of people kind of tolerate that. A lot of people in life will tolerate that government coming in and going, yep, that wasn't fair. It's fine. Here's where it swings. The pendulum swings, you know, because in that scenario, you're playing fair, and then it swings to the left, right? Or actually, in this case, I'm sorry, it swung to the right, where capitalism, the greed, the corporate greed uh, takes over, and I'm buying a property I don't even need to keep you from being in the game, right? So that's where Democrats go, that is not fair. We need government oversight and we're going to take this property and it swings back to the middle, right? Because they took the property from you and awarded it or from me and awarded it to you. Do I have that right? Oh, I switch out. You're the Democrat. Yeah. They took it from you and awarded it to me. Right. So then we keep going around the board. Just to get everybody to keep playing the game. And lo and behold, you, you go past go. And you say, I'm going to build some houses on my properties. And you put a couple houses on your yellows, Atlantic, Vetner, and good old Marvin Gardens. And wouldn't you know it, I come right around the board and bam, I land on one of those properties again. And now I have to pay more than I ever would have if I wasn't stripped of my opportunity from before and, and lost my my. Marvin Gardens, <laughs> right? So now right. I'm forced into a, paying for something that I should never have had to pay. And the government goes, well, rules are rules. And that's when the pendulum swings all the way to the left. And when it does that, that's when uh, revolution happens. Because capitalists say, there ain't no way in hell I'm paying that. I earned this. I'm, I'm for equal opportunity. I am not for equal outcome. I am for equal opportunity. 
and you had the opportunity and the outcome was different. This is the same way we play sports, the same reason we do everything. Everybody has the opportunity to play the game. Now, uh, in this example, <laughs> what someone, I was explaining this, someone said to me, well, yeah, now you gotta talk about white privilege. White privilege is having all the properties already and, and starting with $2,000 instead of 1500 and uh, people of minorities are starting with only $500. So what do you say to that, Chad? I assume you have something there. I'm waiting for you. No, 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 no. I want your opinion, buddy. What's your say? You start with privilege and that that is the example of like how we start this game going around the board. Yeah. How what do you I win? How could is, you possibly win if you are a minority? What I would say is first off, it, that's just not true. It's not only whites, right? There's not this there's not any laws or anything that says only whites have this privilege and start out with this kind of kind of uh, spot in life, right? But yeah, so, but no, Chad, you, you, my, generations ago, you were building up the wealth, passing it down while my generational leader uh, family was slaves. Right, and the tough part about this, and I assume you're probably going a different way with it, but the tough part about this is that you can't argue because it's just not ideologically true. There's no truth to it. There's, there's black fam families, whether it's in sports, whether they're doctors, lawyers, who kids also start out in the same spot that you're portraying the white privilege to be. So when somebody comes at me with this and says, yeah, but what about the white privilege and on average and this, that, and, and you really start to ask them to spew out facts and figures and numbers, they can't do it. No, they can't. Because there isn't enough facts and figures and numbers to back up what they're what what they're claiming. And then the second thing I would say to it is that when you talk about this privilege and doing it, is there's always if you it's almost like if you could take the game of Monopoly, the game board. I think I mentioned this to you the other day too. So, you know, it's nineteen eighty, whatever it is, before before Amazon started, right? And Jeff Bezos says, I don't care about that Monopoly board. I'm essentially going to create a new Monopoly board. Bingo. I'm going to create something new from this. I don't care about everything else is going on. I don't care who Bill Gates is. I don't care who Steve Jobs is. Um, I'm going to create something new. That has happened throughout the history of time. It always my does, man. yeah. That is dead on that you change the Monopoly. You know, Mark Zuckerberg was not loaded when right. he created Facebook. MySpace was all the rage. Exactly. You know, you look at Jeff Bezos, you know, with Amazon uh, change. What did he do? He changed the platform for how people acquire their goods. What did Apple do? You know, uh, Steve Jobs changed the way that we as people consume media. And they did it in partnership with Disney. You know, so they collaborated with some of the current stuff, but then they, they, they built on, they accelerated, and they created their new monopoly, their own monopoly. That's how you get ahead. Stop bitching at everyone else for real and play the game. Yes, you go around. Yes, 
You know, when you play Monopoly, you go to jail. You know, did you know that being in jail at the end of the game is actually the most preferred because it's less likely that you get in trouble. You let other people go around the board and land on your properties, right? How about right. the chance cards or the other things? Like sometimes you get stuck with a big bill. So that's life happens. Sometimes you have to go back three spaces. There's one of those cards too. But every now and then, you win second prize in the beauty contest. You win ten bucks. <laughs> I mean, it makes a difference. When you said second prize. All I could think about was uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, when he's going <laughs> through the second place. Set of steak knives. Third place, <laughs> you're fired. Yeah. And that's that was. Know, that's a good analogy. I mean, I could probably expound on it, and I'm sure we could come up with uh, some other analogies or some other um, segments from that. But it does show the power of government and oversight, but how it swings the pendulum from freedom of opportunity to, you know, choice of equal, equalized, sorry, equalized opportunity or equalized outcome. Yeah, so we actually see this quite a bit and we may not always know it. So one of the areas where we saw it recently was in the Sprint and T-Mobile merger. So Sprint's a failing company. Sprint service blows. Um, if you've ever had Donkeys. Sprint service for, for more than three weeks, you're probably going to hit a place or multiple places where your coverage absolutely sucks. And it's because they got themselves so far in the hole when they were building out their network. They had some issues with their cell towers and it just a lot of bad stuff was going on. So now they're even further back behind the eight ball, right? So, but Sprint has a lot of airspace, a lot of spectrum that can be used to build, build out a network. But when you're so far in debt, I mean, no one's like, I mean, I know you screwed it up royally the first time, but let me give you a couple billion dollars to make it right this time. <laughs> That's really tough, right? So T-Mobile acquired them. But in order for T-Mobile to acquire them, they had to get rid of Boost Mobile. So Dish Network comes along because Dish Network didn't do what it took 10, 20 years ago to build out a network. And the government says, well, we want to make it fair. So we're, we're going to give Boost, a company and a brand that you did build up that was making money for you because Boost is under the Sprint Network or under the Sprint brand. And we're going to give it to Dish Network. Like they needed someone to purchase that, right? In order to make, put another fourth carrier into the competition. And then what else they did was said, you know, on top of this, to let Dish build out their network over the next, I think it was seven years, um, Boost gets to roam for free off of T-Mobile's net, network for the next seven years. They want to keep a competitive landscape here. So you have a company, right? That's struggling. Someone's willing to buy them, but the best part of what they were doing financially, you say, ah, you have to get rid of them. <laughs> which T-Mobile has Metro PCS, which is crushing it. But I mean, it goes right along with what you're talking about, right? Is that in this age of capitalism the government requires that companies do certain things in order to what they 
consider fair. It's what they consider fair. Mm -hmm. So that's a very interesting part of it. How about, you know, a perfect example of that is the politicians and things that we have right now. I'll tell you one of the biggest problems I have with our current government is that we elect people and they are not doing what we, uh, what they're supposed to do. And what they're supposed to do is represent their constituents. Instead, we're, rep, we're hiring, we're electing people and they think we're hiring them for a job that they get to go do whatever they see fit. However, they feel like it should be. And uh, I mean, a perfect example of that. I mean, Haley Stevens is my representative the House of Representatives here in Southeast Michigan, in my district. And I called her directly. And I know that in the, my district where I live is mostly conservative. And I'll tell you that when they were doing the impeachment stuff, I told her, do not vote for impeachment. You vote against that. And I knew a lot of people that were very against wasting taxpayer money when it wasn't there. I'm all for million dollars. I'm all for impeaching the president if they've done something, but he didn't do anything. And just because you don't like him doesn't mean that we can waste money. And so my, that was my point. You don't, Haley, if you ever listen to this, which you won't because, you know, whatever. But hey, the fact of the matter is you're supposed to represent your constituents, not do whatever the hell it is that you want to go do. AOC, how's that? I mean, she just does whatever she wants. She's not representing her constituents. She cost her constituents a ton of money like by running her, like running her mouth about Amazon. You know, like, come on. Yeah, so it's so funny that you say that because I had written down here something to chat about. And it was, you know, before produ- providing content, context to it it might not make sense but what i wrote down was in the workaday world when you're hiring someone for a certain position you look for experience right so why not in politics why don't we do that right and some people would say and i've had this conversation with people like well why aren't you going to vote for hillary hillary clinton back in 16 like hillary clinton's been in politics she knows how to do politics and i was like yeah but just because you've been a politician, to your point, doesn't mean you've been doing it good. And just so you know, we don't elect politicians because they know politics. We elect politicians because we think they're going to be the best at solving real world problems, which is what doctors run into, which is what business people run into, which is what lawyers run into. Those people and your friends and family are dealing with real world problems. And that's why we elect certain people. We don't elect them because they have, or because they have, you know, 40 years of political experience. Mm -hmm. So what the experience we look for in politicians is not someone who's played politics for 40 years. I mean, when's the last time that you worked in a corporate office or you've heard a friend or anyone who does, and they're like, you know what? The one thing I love is the political environment of our corporate office is that if I say the wrong thing at the wrong time, I'm probably going to get fired, but I just love it. I just love it. Keeps the edge strong. (laughs) No one says that. Everyone hates politics. So when we're looking for politicians, why are we electing politics? 
Well, That's why Donald Trump won the presidency. The other crazy part is how out of touch are you if you've been in politics for 20 plus years? You haven't been in the real world. You, you haven't been back. You haven't worked a real job. You haven't had a real career. You haven't done anything. How are you possibly relating to your constituents? Right. You're so out of touch with it. You're, you're, you're running for president, but you think you're running for the Senate. Like that's how some of them get. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. So yeah, take it easy on the old fella. I mean, after four years of, of people hating Trump so much, the best they could come up with was a guy who can't even remember where he is. I'll be honest. It is an absolute travesty that they're continuing to let this man talk in front of a camera to run for president. I mean, there's something else going on there. There has to be, because I can't believe anyone would look at Joe Biden, who is, I think, four years older than Donald Trump even, and see how he can't even string a sentence together and say, that man is going to be a great president one day. Right. But it's fueled by their hatred for Donald Trump. Have you noticed, actually, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Have you watched any of the DNC convention? I can't. Or any of the highlights? It's really hard. I've grabbed some highlights. It is really hard. I mean, Bill Clinton talking about what Trump should do in the Oval Office? Really? <laughs> how's, how's Epstein's Island going? <laughs> yeah, he probably can't even remember that or doesn't want to, right? Slick Willie. I mean, it, it, is, it is laughable that they uh, preach the moral high ground. Uh, when most of them are probably uh, in hot water right now. But yeah, but they don't want to talk about that, right? No, 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 no. But you get the DNC convention going on and you've got a situation where you're you're trying to go after Donald Trump and not one time have I talked, they haven't talked at all about anything of substance. All they do is talk about how Joe Biden's a good guy. And Trump is politics. a bad guy. Trump's a bad guy. And that's it. I, but here, dude, did you see that, like, China flat out is trying to help Biden win? Yeah. Like, and, and if anyone with half a brain slows down for two seconds and thinks about that, it's because Trump is kicking their ass for right. four years. Our economy is going up, and Trump is bringing more money back into the United States and taking it away from China. China. China and it's still and the economy is still going up obviously COVID you know took us for a turn for the worst but still right. through all that I mean the EXP Dude, the stocks have over $40 a share my man <laughs> it's been at it's a good you know, day <laughs> seven bucks for how long yeah I mean people go hey are you better off over the last three and a half years and how you answer that should be how you vote and I'm gonna say how much better off am I yeah I'm a lot better off. The stock market's better. There's more money in your paychecks. Yep. You're getting taxed at a lower rate. Yep. I get to keep more of my money and I get to make more of the choices. I get to spend time with the people that I want to spend time with. And I'm able to do the things that I, I want to do that make me happy. That's a good point. Thank you. You know, and, and can I say that, uh, you know, from eight years ago? Well, no, but I mean, that's the thing, you know, even 12 years ago, when Barack Obama took over office, my life got collectively worse. Everything about my life got worse. And it has, 
it has nothing to do with him as a person. I'm actually, I would love to have dinner with Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. Dude, come on, admit, that would be totally awesome. 100%. I think he's, I think he's entertaining. I think he's fantastic with, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the things that he does and positions things. But at the end of the day, from a leadership standpoint, his policies are crippling to a capitalistic environment. I think you only like Barack Obama because it was, was it four or five years ago? He said Michigan State was going to win the NCAA tournament. I think they made it to the Final Four that year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, for real, I don't have a problem with most – I don't have a problem with most politicians and the people who get all angst and are like, I hate that person, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, you've never met them. You don't really know them. You're watching their online personality. It'd be like somebody calling up, up and going, hey, we hate you. Oh, okay. Right. Well, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> good, I guess. Yeah. I mean, get in line. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> right. But, you know, dude, at the end of the day, it's about leadership. And one of the things that uh, my wife actually said to me, she said, uh, and, and this is good, I don't want to miss the, mess up the quote. She said, our politics have gone from being a punchline and a joke where they're not funny anymore and now they're downright dangerous to our mm. lives. So you can't just laugh it off and be like, ha yeah, AOC is an idiot. No, people are dying because she's an idiot. Ah, oh, Nancy Pelosi. She's really stupid or Donald Trump or whoever you want or Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, she's an idiot. Yeah. Well, people are dying. People are dying. Now it's affecting your life. Not just some punchline to a joke. And we need to take it more seriously. And we need people to rise up. That's heavy. Like That's heavy. So let me throw in one more thing here. Yeah. I'm, as we I'm, wrap up, that kind of go along the politics and whatnot. Go is, take my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> is Goodyear. Oh, so God. you've heard about Goodyear. And so you actually made the statement to me and you said, uh, hey, that actually came out and was and was debunked that that picture from Goodyear was not from corporate Goodyear. And I would agree with you. I've seen that too. But then you also see statements from the director of communications from Goodyear and says, Goodyear is committed to fostering an inclusive and respectful workplace where all of our associates can do their best in a spirit of teamwork. As part of this commitment, we do allow our associates to express their support on racial injustice and other equity issues. So let me run that back. We do allow our associates to express their support on racial injustice and other equity issues, but ask that they refrain from workplace expressions, verbal or otherwise, in support of political campaigning for any candidate or political party, as well as similar forms of advocacy that fall outside the scope of equity issues. That's like a roadrunner statement. Like, I'm going to disagree with you while agreeing with you. But I'm going to just slide it in there and make it sound so good that you don't really understand. So, and this picture says, according to their zero tolerance policy, acceptable is Black Lives Matter, LGBT stuff. Unacceptable is Blue Lives Matter, which didn't know that was political compared to Black Lives Matter. All Lives Matter, again, don't know what political party or affiliation that's supporting that Black Lives Matter isn't supporting the other one. MAGA attire. Okay, I can see that. That's 100% supporting a you know, specific 
uh, politician, political affiliates, slogans, or material. So how can you say that you don't agree with political affiliations of things? You, this is a, supposedly been debunked, but they don't agree with Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter, but it's okay for Black Lives Matter to be a part of it. I feel like that's like doing a shot of tequila where it might have seemed like a good idea to put that statement out. And then it's like, oh no, that's it's like doing a shot, face. shot oh. of tequila, but you're squirting the, the lime yeah. in your eye instead of in your mouth first. Yeah. And you're and snorting the salt. No, no salt. <laughs> and like, oh God, what happened? Oh, and now I don't even know what's happening. But, but this yeah. is the crud we talk about, right? And this happens every day. And this is just getting swept under the rug. This happens every day. We need to you rise these up. People. We need to stand up. If things get crazy, I'm with you. There'll probably be a revolution. It's time. And one side doesn't like guns. So <laughs> one side doesn't like guns and can't figure <laughs> out which bathroom to use. <laughs> or how guns even operate. AR fourteens. I don't know. I'm telling you, I think we're pretty good. I think we're gonna be safe, that's for sure. Yeah. So. Well, we got some good stuff here. As always, I appreciate your time. You're a legend. Awesome, man. I appreciate you. You keep crushing it. And until next time, peace be with you. And also with you. We lift up our hearts. <laughs>